Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Christmas party to my cheese and wine. It's Justin Peach. Good day to you, Ryan. Good day to you, Justin, and good day to you, Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> Justin, how are you? I'm good. I'm a, I'm a lot better than, than those at 10 Downing Street, let's just say that. I'm, I'm guilt-free uh, and happy and um, not hiding anything. Yeah, I think we we aren't hiding anything, are we? We recorded our um, podcast last Christmas using the medium of the internet. Um, I'm I'm glad that we followed restrictions anyway, Justin. Um, well done us for doing that. Welcome to the number one championship-specific podcast, the second tier. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to preview the coming weekend in the championship. Talk about some of the games coming up this weekend before giving our predictions. We're actually going to do it a bit differently this week, actually, because there's basically no news this week, apart from obviously what's going on at Preston. We're going to start by talking about that, talk about Frankie McAvoy, talk about Ryan Lowe coming in, and then we'll do the previews for the coming weekend, and then jump straight into the Craig Bryson pub quiz, as always, in the midweek show. So we've got plenty to talk about, but before we jump into it, may I tell you, listener, about our friends at FansBet, the fan-led sports betting company committed to supporting charities and causes which are important to fans. Do check them out by clicking the link in our bio. They've got an exclusive offer for listeners of the second tier. You can get a welcome offer of bet £10, get £30 plus 10 free spins. UK mobile registrations only. Terms and restrictions apply. Full details on site. 18 plus. Please do gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more info and do also check out Fans Bet Responsible Gambling Tools. Justin, it's all change at Preston. They've parted company with manager Frankie McAvoy. It's with the club, sat 18th in the championship. Plymouth boss Ryan Lowe is his replacement. Justin, I found the timing a bit odd, considering Preston <laughs> haven't been exactly dire recently, have they? They they drew Fulham last week. At the same time, mm. I'm not surprised. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, been one of those things where perhaps the writing's been on the wall for McAvoy for a long time. So it's been a case of just waiting to see when it happens, but it's not really been an expectation. It's just been a when will it happen because you can tell from a fan's perspective and a footballing perspective that it's not going to be a long-term appointment. And um, I think that's the the most frustrating thing. But them uh, Preston moving now is, is probably a good time because it shows that they're investing in this long-term project rather than waiting for for the end of the season yeah i'd agree with that i think if someone said to me at the start of the season here's a million quid bet it on a manager who won't last the season i'd probably put it on frankie mcavoy because and i'm saying that despite preston being a very patient club the trouble is i don't think me you other championship pundits nor the majority of the preston fan base i don't think anyone believed frankie mcavoy was going to be the man to bring long-term success to Preston. So it didn't really make much sense for it to just carry on where everything's just going along as it is. Yeah, you're quite right. And I think um, I think based on the fact that Preston have neither got better or worse since Alex Neal had been sacked, um, it's probably um, a, a good indictment of where, of where Preston are at now and, and why they're making the move now because they could have stuck with McAvoy till the end of the season. I don't think they'd have gone down, but they definitely wouldn't have breached the the, the mid-table uh, region of the league. Um, so in terms of them going for Ryan Lowe now and, and getting a new manager in now, 
they are, as I say, investing in that long-term project. They're making the same move that Borough made with Chris Wilder. They're, get, they're getting it done now, so they're giving themselves the best chance probably next season to, to make a run for um, anything in the top half, essentially. Hmm. But just focusing on McAvoy, I think, in my eyes, the quality in Preston's squad is probably reflected in their league position. If you ranked every single squad in the league and put them, you know, in ranking them by 1 to 24, I think Preston would probably be around 18th, really, wouldn't they? They're mm. a bottom half side. But it is capable of finishing in the top half this season with a good manager. For me, McAvoy wasn't doing a bad job, but he wasn't doing a good job at the same time. He was just doing okay, wasn't mm-hmm. he? But as I say, never looked to be the long-term choice. So there wasn't really any point in just hanging around with this manager who was never seemingly going to accomplish much with this side. And also the fans weren't particularly fond of him while he was there either. So yeah, there isn't any point in just pursuing with that. So yeah, it's the right move for me. I do love, by the way, how Preston fans have been ripping into Frankie McAvoy every single time they've lost this season. And then as soon as he's gone, they've been like, oh, thank you, Frankie, for all the work you've done. (laughs) Guys, you've been criticising him every single week for the past half a season. So two-faced, isn't it? So two-faced. It's so hard. It's, it's really, really hard. Just stick to your guns at the very least. Anyway, um, Ryan Lowe, Justin, what are you thinking? I'm a, I'm a big fan of the appointment. I've been banging the Ryan Lowe drum for, for a while. Um, whenever a new job pops up, he's always a name that I think, okay, this this could work. Um, he's impressed me at Plymouth. He impressed me when he was at Bury. Um, but I think... The style of play, uh, style of football at Plymouth, I think, is really, uh, really the one to sway me. They don't have the biggest budget um, in in League One either. There are teams with bigger budgets than them, and they've competed this season um, with those te- with those teams with bigger budgets. Fair enough. Eighteenth last season, not the best, but um, it, you know it was always going to be a season to build on after after promotion for for Plymouth. But um, I think that that exciting three five two or whatever variation of three five two um that Ryan Lowe will will deploy um will certainly mix things up. I think from a pressing perspective it's going to take time for that style of play to get nailed into the players because it's going to be quite a big transition from um simpler football, shall we say, um to, to what Ryan Lowe will want to deploy. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited about this appointment. I think it's a top appointment and I've been trying to think of reasons why it won't work in my head but I'm struggling to come up with too many negatives really they needed Hmm. to get in a manager who's young and he's hungry to succeed and has a record of success so far in his career and they've got that in Ryan Lowe haven't they someone I'm a fan of and I've been waiting for him to make this step up to the championship for quite some time it always seemed like it was going to happen eventually didn't it but you're quite right he got very instantly promoted from League 2 he's then taken Plymouth from League 2 to chasing promotion in League 1 it's an unbelievable record in what has been a short managerial career so far, but he has also been working with limited resources and that will suit him well at Preston. And he also has that style of play, doesn't he, that fans will really enjoy. Even if results aren't necessarily going your way, you can excuse it because he's trying to do a style of play which is exciting for the fans and it will get bums on seats and also off seats when things are going well as well. Um, so they'll undoubtedly be entertainment at Deepdale while he's there. I'm really excited for this appointment. I think he'll, in time he'll get Preston moving in the right direction. As I say, I'm just surprised that he hasn't made this step up sooner because I, I was thinking earlier of clubs who probably should have gone for him, the likes of you know, Bristol City, for example, when they appointed Nigel yeah. Pearson, Cardiff, they've got money problems, so maybe he wasn't a realistic 
um, appointments, maybe, because they seem pretty intent on just appointing from within. But it seems like he really should have made this move up sooner, really, shouldn't he? Yeah, I don't think it's as fashionable as it has been in previous years to go for a manager in a lower league. Um, I think it's become a rarer thing these days. Um, I think if you're looking at sort of style of play, um, Russell Martin is of a similar uh, guild, but he prefers sort of the control aspect of possession, whereas Ryan Lowe is a bit more pressing and attacking. Um, so Swansea could have gone down that route quite easy because I think Ryan Lowe at the time of appointment was probably better qualified for for that sort of job um, in terms of experience. But nonetheless, um, everyone else, every other team ignoring a young up-and-coming manager like Ryan Lowe is, is, is going to pay uh, the price in, in some aspect because he's got potential and he's got that potential to work with um, a, a club that, in the past has done really well building over over the years so i think preston could become quite a quite an interesting team to watch over the next couple of years under under ryan low yeah i'm hoping the preston board do back him because i think that's the one real frustration from many preston fans isn't it that they've got a um, they, they they just haven't spent much money, have they, over the past few years? Despite some members of the board having a lot of money, it's not being invested much into the squad, and they're usually having to rely on extremely cheap signings or essentially free agents and loan players. Um, I think Ryan Lowe will go in there expecting to be backed in some way or form and if they do that then who knows what they can accomplish it's going to be bloody difficult because the championship at the moment in the current landscape is you know siding more towards the teams who get relegated and have a hell of a lot more money than teams like Preston but you can have a good crack at you know taking this Preston side in the right direction as long as they end up in the right direction I don't think any Preston fans will ask for much more any negatives that you can think of surrounding this, Justin? The one thing that came to my mind is, and I think it's what I've seen a lot of Plymouth fans saying on a social media after he obviously left them, that if he does well at Preston, um, then he might leave if he gets interest from another job because he's done it twice now at two clubs. I mean, in all fairness, the Berry aspect was going yeah, to happen yeah. sooner or later. Um, I, I mean, can you blame him at Preston or a club that, can potentially build um so his head might be turned in that uh, aspect and i don't think they're going to f- i don't think plymouth are going to finish in the top six this season so he's probably leaving he's probably got the most out of that squad that he can possibly do um i think the only other negative i can possibly think of from a ryan Lowe perspective is i don't know i prefer devon to the northwest in terms of living maybe mm, he's from there isn't he he's from up that way he's from southport originally isn't he Nice, nice place though, Devon, isn't it? So you know, yeah, Devon is very nice. I, I've got no disrespect towards that part of Lancashire. You got Blackpool just down the road. Obviously, I'm not sure he wants to be showing his face much in Blackpool, being the Preston manager now. But uh, I, I can't think of a, that being a particular negative. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Ryan Lowe at Preston. I think this is a really good appointment. I'm excited about Preston for the first time in quite some time because I really like uh, Ryan Lowe as a manager. <laughs> he plays good football and Preston haven't had much excitement in a while so this is definitely a time to keep an eye on him. Justin, let's have a break. After that we'll preview some of the games coming up this weekend including Ryan Lowe's first game in charge.
Welcome back to the Second Tier Podcast. Just a quick reminder that we've got a YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe to that, then we put out many videos. We've got one coming out this week, which is talking about our favourite and least favourite away days in the Championship. We're going to be ranking them. So if you're interested in seeing that, uh, then please hop along to the Second Tier on YouTube. Uh, We've also got other videos, including one where I went through every team in the Championship and talked about the player which I think is most likely to play in the Premier League from each side so head on over you get more content from us and you can never complain about that too much can you uh, Justin what we'll do is we'll go through four big games coming up this weekend and then we'll give our predictions for every game in the championship we'll start off with Ryan Lowe's first game in charge of Preston they're at home to Barnsley as first games go Justin they don't get much kinder than that really do they no, I think Barnsley being winners in their last 12 away games, you're probably licking your lips, uh, well, Ryan Lowe's probably licking his lips and going, thinking oh, it might be a good good time to get the ball rolling in terms of uh, imprinting style of play and, and getting points on the board. But um, I think nonetheless, it's going to be quite difficult as Bargy has sort of transformed Barnsley in some way or another. There's a bit more... A bit more, a bit more of an identity um, amongst playing style, um, which is going to make things difficult. And they are starting to build a little bit of momentum, tiny bit of momentum, tiny, tiny bit. It's a very small uh, sort of incline that they're going down now, or decline um, in terms incline, of angles. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's, it's like starting to roll a little bit. It's when you're making a fire and you see a slight little spark in there. That's what you can see with Barnsley at the moment. Whether it will actually amount to a big flame, um, I'm very sceptical, I've got to say. I think one thing I will say about Barnsley is they're harder to beat than they were exactly. under Marcus Sharp because they look a lot more defensively solid, but on the other hand, going forwards, they have looked really, really poor. They've barely laid a glove on the on the opposition in three games that Asbargi's had so far and who scored their first goal at the weekend and even then they didn't really trouble the opposition keeper too much really so I think Ryan Lowe will be looking at this thinking this is a very favourable game whether the Preston board were thinking about that when they were looking to bring in a new manager I'm not too sure because it's certainly one that can give you a bit of a springboard Um, Justin, Ryan Lowe obviously taking charge of Preston this weekend talking about him and the Preston side who do you think will be uh, the key man for him. Who will you look at and say, right, this guy's got to be the key man for us to build around? Um, I think Ben Whiteman um, would be one of them. I think if uh, Ryan Lowe deploys the same sort of formation, he would do because he's got a habit. I say a habit. It's very well known. He, he will play centre mids at, in the wing back positions and full back at, at centre half. That's the that seems to be the the party line with with Ryan Lowe's sort of. Um, uh, team picks but I think Ben Whiteman is going to be pivotal I think we've not really seen the best of Ben Whiteman from a pressing perspective we've seen glimpses of him but I think one manager who could get the best out of him is, is Ryan Lowe and deploying him as sort of a, a, an anchor in a, a midfield three um, progressing the, the play through him with two number eights either side of him will really really push um, pr- uh, push pressing forward um, so yeah Ben Whiteman would be the, the first name that comes to mind definitely Whiteman's the one for me as well 
people are probably expecting us to go Emil Reese, but I think Whiteman can really be a serious player in this Preston side. I'd actually like to see him play a bit further forward because I think he's definitely got a bit of a goal threat about him. And at the same time, I think he's really good at picking a pass as well and creating chances. Um, so whether he does play further forward, I don't know, but he is a really, really talented player. As you say, we're still yet to see him at his best in a Preston shirt, but uh, we'll certainly wait and see. Quick word on Barnsley then, Justin, obviously, Poyas Bargy getting his first point uh, with the Tykes at the weekend. It's going to be a tough ask for them coming up against a Preston side, though, isn't it, who have a new man in charge. But they could arguably be better prepared than North End heading into this weekend. Exactly. If if Ryan Lowe goes full sort of um you know, the full way he wants to go, um, they could there could be gelling issues with that, there could be team instructions issues with that, and Barnsley have got an opportunity to exploit and they quite rightly could be could be the, the party poopers in this instance. Um and it's in no way ruling uh, Barnsley out of of getting result either could Preston have blown hot and cold quite often this season. So um I generally do think it's a game that could swing either way. My heart and head say draw, though. I think a Preston win. But we'll get on to our predictions a bit later on, Justin. Um, a thigh rubber this coming weekend is Bournemouth v Blackburn. Blackburn, obviously, one of the form teams in the division. Three wins on the bounce with, arguably, the form striker in the division as well. Coming up against a Bournemouth side who are one of the top two teams in the division, but winless in four. What are you thinking ahead of this one, Justin? I, th- I saw enough of Bournemouth um, against Fulham on f- uh, last weekend to convince me that this run of form is is going to seize at some point. I know they, I know Fulham created a lot more chances, but they're coming up against a Blackburn side. So I know disrespect to Blackburn, but they're not going to be as good going forward as as Fulham are. Um, and I think you possibly going to have Cahill and Cook um, back in that dear, um, pairing, centre half pairing, which. Have the experience to nullify, they had, but they had the experience to nullify Mitrovic. They're going to have the experience to nullify um, the the Blackburn um, front line as well. So I think I think Bournemouth would would edge this one, and mainly the reason why is because form seems to be swinging their way now, um, and, and the way they're playing is is improving as well. It's it's not declining. It's it's just a case of just getting the result over the line, um, which we'll see the end of that. Yeah, I, I fancy Bournemouth to get back on track here as well. While Blackburn's recent results have been good, the underlying data indicates they've actually been a bit fortunate in those three wins that they've just come off the back of. And I think coming up against Bournemouth, who have been winless recently, but I think it's just a matter of time before they do get back to their best. And it's going to be a really stern test for Blackburn because, quite frankly, Bournemouth are just a better side than them, aren't they? All over the mm-hmm. pitch, really. Um I think Bournemouth could definitely expose them at the back as well, despite Blackburn only... Well, they haven't conceded in three games, actually. I think the weaknesses that they have at the back um, haven't been necessarily repaired, shall we say. <laughs> so I think Bournemouth are coming up against um, this team here. I think when you've got the likes of Slanky, Anthony, Christie, all really, really talented players, they could really terrorise this Blackburn defence. So, yeah, I really fancy Bournemouth to uh, get back on track here and maybe this is the end of Blackburn's good form that we've seen over the past few weeks. But we'll wait and see. Just in the Steve Cooper derby this weekend, Swansea v Forest. Quick question. What kind of reception do you think you'll get from the Swansea fans? I don't know, actually, because, I mean, we've spoken to a lot of Swansea fans Um and they all seem to agree with our stance on Steve Cooper. I mean, Steve Cooper delivered two playoff um, playoff finishes uh, or two playoff campaigns in his, in his time there on a 
uh, on a restricted budget and losing his best players. Um, that to me is a success. But the football could 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 have been better. But it was winning football at the end of the day. But yeah, I think um, I think he might get a bit of a hostile atmosphere. I don't think there's any love loss. I think he was quite happy to leave, and I think Swansea fans may have picked up on that. I hope he doesn't get a hostile reception because he did a fabulous job in the two seasons that he was there, didn't he? He got them into the playoffs, not much in terms of resources. Admittedly, they did have you know quite a talented set of low knees brought in at the time, and of course Andre Ayew was still hanging about at that point. Um, but it is worth pointing out as well: Steve Cooper took pre-season for Swansea and was willing to hang around for a couple of weeks. Wow. Um, Swansea tried getting a new manager despite Cooper knowing that he was going to leave he only left because he fell out with the board so Mm -hmm. I'd like to see um, Cooper get a nice reception not sure he will though because football fans are very cynical Uh, Justin we gave Forrest a lot of praise at the weekend didn't we they're very tough to beat having lost only once to Fulham since Steve Cooper took over but they do draw a lot of games don't they and I can see this being another one of those games it's interesting I I'd possibly lean towards um, lean towards Forest, and the reason why is because Swansea are falling into a little bit of a, a, a rut at the minute. Obviously, they've lost lost back to back games, which doesn't help. And I, I highlighted um, last weekend that for me, they're just missing a little bit of quality in some key positions, which. Um, it's, it, those gaps can be exploited by Forrest and Steve Cooper's a very intelligent manager who know exactly where they are and what to do um, I think they can overcome overcome them and, and exploit Swansea so I think Swansea in a bit of a, um, a sour patch at the minute compared to Forrest who might be picking up momentum again despite the draws one winning five for Swansea. They have shown that there's still a bit of a work in progress under Russell Martin recently haven't they I don't think a, a draw would be a bad result um, particularly against your old boss for Swansea but it would be a real statement setter if they were to win at the same time I think a win for Forest would be a good result as well considering as we say they have drawn a hell of a lot of games in recent times final game of the weekend Justin that we'll have a look at is Stoke versus Middlesbrough two teams who with the way things are going should be in or around the playoffs come the end of the campaign would you agree with that? You'd expect that to be the case Uh, both got two very good managers arguably two of the um, better managers in the league I'd, I'd put them in my top five um, and squad wise they're both quite healthy squads but when they get injuries you can probably tell that they're going to struggle um, so yeah this is going to be a really interesting game tactically I think it's probably going to be one of the, the better ones in the in the, in the, in the round of fixtures uh, this coming weekend I think you're looking at Wilder trying to carry on that well, style of play that he's trying to imprint back into the side and then for, for Stoke and Michael O'Neill you're going to try and play around it and he's not got his full squad so I feel that when Michael O'Neill's back is up against it he gets really tactical and really savvy about things and I think that will be yeah that'll make for an interesting game for me Interesting Middlesbrough head into this with two straight wins under their belts and look to be a side getting better and better very quickly don't they and that's very alarming Mm. for the rest of the division considering I think we're both in agreement that January could be a really key month for Middlesbrough because it looks like they're going to be fairly active in January and that could make them a very 
fearable side. Is fearable a word? A fearable side in uh, the second half of the season. But as you say, Stoke managed to get back on track with their win over QPR at the weekend. I thought it was a very impressive result and I thought they looked good. Hard to deny that on a different day it could have been a very different result though because QPR did miss a penalty and uh, a couple of other really good chances as well. Justin, let's do our predictions then, shall we? All I need is a... Um, home win away win draw from you uh, we'll start off with the game from early on Saturday that is Huddersfield v Coventry what are you saying I'm going to go with a draw for that one I'll go for Huddersfield I think even though they haven't been great recently I fancy them to get a result here Birmingham Cardiff Ooh, I, I, get, I think they'll cancel each other out I think, uh, I think a draw here yeah I'd also go for a draw in that one Bournemouth Blackburn I've got to go Bournemouth. I'd also go Bournemouth. Derby Blackpool. Mm, Richard Keir returning to Pride Park. Um, I'll go Blackpool. I'll go draw. Hull, Bristol City. Hmm. Hull. I'll go Hull as well. Luton, Fulham. Ooh, goals in that game. Um, I'll go go Luton. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel... Hang on, I we need an can, explanation here. They just have a very... Uh, they have a habit of surprising quite a lot of people at times. And I think this is one of those games where they, they could surprise people. I think Nathan Jones... I think they'll outwork Fulham, most likely. Um, and I think that will that will earn them the win. Um, and they're scoring goals again. Scored three against Blackpool at the weekend. Why not? I can see what you mean. Fulham have had a habit this season of being exposed on the break. And Luton definitely like to... Um, do that don't they like to drag teams mm. in and then hurt them when they're at their most vulnerable so I can see where you're coming from I'm going to go for a Fulham win though Peterborough Millwall <laughs> uh, Millwall um, I will also go for Millwall Preston Barnsley I said draw so I'll stick with McGunn's there I'll go Preston Stoke Borough I'll go draw again I always predict draws mm, I'll go Middlesbrough you know and then Swansea Forest or actually we've got another game Swansea Forest uh, I will go Forest. I will go draw West Brom Reading. West Brom. I struggle at home. I'll go West Brom. I'll go West Brom. And then finally, the game from Monday night, which is Sheffield United QPR. That's a good game, isn't it? That's a very tasty game. I will edge towards Sheffield United, though. I will also go Sheffield United. So there are predictions. And now it's time for this, Justin. All right, all right. Settle down, you lot. It's time for the Craig Bryson pub quiz. Thank you, Mr. Bartender. Yes, this is the game where Justin and I try to guess a mystery championship legend. This week, I'm giving Justin six clues on a player who's made at least 200 championship appearances. All he's got to do is guess who it is. The score for the season is 6-4. It's been weeks since one of us got one wrong. Will Justin crumble under the pressure this week? We'll have to wait and see. Justin, do you want the first clue? Yeah, please. I've made... 263 championship appearances, scoring 50 goals. Why do you always get one in threes? You always pick one in three players. They're easier to do clues about. (laughs) I suppose. Uh, 263 appearances, 51 goals, you say? 50. 50 goals. I'm going to go with David McGoldrick. (laughs) It's not David McGoldrick. I made my debut in 1993 for Crewe. 1993. Ryan, this is a year before we were born. What is this? 
football existed before 2004. How about that? Um, <laughs> 1993 for crew. I don't know. I don't know. John, next one. Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in Nigeria who tried to get me to play for them. I also got asked to play for Northern Ireland. However, I turned them both down because I wanted to play for England. In the end, I didn't play for any country at international level. It's quite sad. It's quite sad, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, made his debut for crew. Don't know why he just didn't go back to Nigeria or Northern Ireland afterwards, after he realised he wasn't going to play for England anymore. But nonetheless. May have, may have burnt his bridges. Possibly. Pissed off the FAs. Um, honestly, this is this has done me. 1993 debut. No one is springing to mind at okay. all. Do you want to have a crack anyway? Um, honestly, I can't think of anyone. I've played for nine different clubs at second tier level, including Bradford City, Hall City, Bristol City, Birmingham City, and another club ending in City. This this club is at a giveaway. I left it out because I thought you might get it. Okay. Oh my God, Dili Adibola. Oh, for God's sake, as <laughs> if you got it from that. That is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Dili Adibola. How did you get that? Um, Bristol City. Uh, and he was, he must, uh, like, he must have been 40 when he signed for Forest because he was really good at Forest. He played for Coventry as well. That was the other city. I can't believe you've got that from that. That is unbelievable. 1993, unbelievable. That's mad. Yeah, he's old. He's really old. <laughs> I mean, he, made, he made his debut when he was 17, to be fair. So he wasn't a late bloomer by any means. Um, Justin, do you want the last two clues? Yeah, I like that I, one. That's a good one. I missed nearly a whole year of football with a knee injury after sliding into a goalpost. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. That's niche. And in 2014, I was forced to release a statement saying I didn't have a deadly disease. <laughs> yeah, I'd have got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Honestly, that was football Twitter was in its early stages at that point, but that was a key moment in football Twitter history because it was just... So, so spot on. Um, anyway, that is another episode of the second tier preview show rounded up, ladies and gentlemen. That means it's now 6-5 in the Craig Bryson pub quiz for the season. I'm still ahead. Can Justin catch me out next week? We'll have to wait and see, won't we? But we will be back again on Sunday to talk about all the weekend's games in the championship, apart from Sheffield United QPR, because that's on Monday. But uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Justin, you were going to say something then, weren't you? I was just, I was breathing. I'm sorry. Yeah, sometimes it does give away. I have to take deep breaths. Sorry. <laughs> At least you said sorry. At least you weren't having <laughs> Christmas parties last year. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. We'll be back again on Sunday. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening.